0: What's up, guys? This is John Carden, host of Primal Cast, and today we have Lisa Wood on the podcast. So, Lisa, tell us a little about your credentials.
1: Hi, everyone. So, as John said, I'm Lisa. So, I'm currently a certified personal trainer. I went to Sheridan, and um, I started working at a gym in Brampton. I'm currently a student at Mohawk College in Hamilton, so I'm actually finishing that up right now.
0: All right. So, tell us a little bit about why you wanted to get into massage therapy after being a personal trainer for so long.
1: So long story short, <laughs> um, I wanted to be an RMT just based off of my mentors, people that inspired me in the industry, mm-hmm. so like Dr. Rob, Verlene. Yep. Um, I wanted to be a physiotherapist at one point, then a kinesiologist <laughs> at one point. <laughs> so you wanted to do all of it. Yeah, like I, I wasn't educated on you know, any, any of that in the yeah. clinic, right? No, no, of course. And being a personal trainer, I realized I was already making more money than kinesiologists. Yeah,
0: kinesiologists make, like, minimum wage. Nothing, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's kind of what geared me into going to massage therapy. Mm -hmm. My best friend, Aaron, we worked together in my first job as a PT. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he went to Mohawk, and he said nothing but great things about massage therapy. Yeah,
0: so you decided to give it a go? Yeah, pretty much. Like I was just like,
1: okay, this... Ties into what I wanted to do initially. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. So, what is your approach with training people? Since we're kind of talking about that.
1: Yeah. So, with like, how do you
0: with what your methods?
1: So, with training, like, I'm trying to I'm I'm a more realist person. Right? I'm a uh-huh. realistic person when it comes to training. You tell me what your goals are, yeah. and realistically, how can we apply it into your everyday life, right? Okay. So, I always I was always an athlete. I was always into doing different sports, mm-hmm. right? And when it came to clients, I wanted to educate women, especially that you know you can be strong too, yeah. you can be powerful too, you can do what men do, yeah. right? So I always wanted to gear towards women, but you know, so I, I always do like strength training, um, a lot of sports performance. Um, and now that I'm doing massage therapy, I'm mm-hmm. trying to tie that in with rehabilitation, so more functional stuff. So, so it's a very full, yeah, everything, holistic kind of view on
0: training. Do you do specific things with clients? Or is it all very holistic, even if it is like a specific sport or goal? Type Nothing deal? specific yet. Uh-huh. I
1: haven't, because I did start my own business now. Yep. I haven't found anything specific, but like I try to make a realistic approach. So yep. I don't really try to push something specific like powerlifting mm-hmm. okay. or bodybuilding on someone. If yep. they come to me with it because I have experience mm-hmm. with all of them, I'm able to train them.
0: So you don't really back. train one specific niche, it's kind of a mixed bag? Or? Yeah,
1: mixed bag. Okay.
0: Much. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, in terms of like kind of approaches to training, like are there certain training methodologies you use? Do you stick to a lot of barbell training? Do you do whatever the client needs? I do a lot or? of barbell
1: training. Um, because my, because I'm in school, my, ed, how I think is changing. Yeah. So when it comes to functional training, I, I don't like using that word functional mm-hmm. training because it has its own niche. It's a simple word it's, to yeah, use. Yeah. It's its own has its own
0: little thing in there.
1: Thing, yeah. So I try to like do a lot of functional trainings, but I always include barbells, barbell training, yep. kettlebell training, okay, like everything. It's so a
0: lot of resistance training. Yeah, a lot of resistance um, Do you use a lot of rehab methods, or are you starting to now that you've gone through the RMT?
1: Yeah, so I always assess clients. Mm-hmm. So I do like a little, um, I'm losing my thought now. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with clients, I do a little screening with them see where their weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they have a past injury, we try yep. to tackle that same thing like when I say I try to be more realistic with clients if they have limitations we gotta tackle those things first work on the limitations so build the structure do
0: you use like a periodization model or is it more just yeah I I program for all my clients
1: and with their goals we say okay what can we do in this period of time Mm -hmm. and if something does come up we kind of alter their training based off of that
0: so do people come with you with unrealistic goals a lot of times a lot of times (laughs) especially women yeah what what would they kind of come to you with?
1: So, a lot of girls, especially like ones that have never trained, mm-hmm. they say, "I want to come in. Um, I don't want to expose anyone." But I recently have. No, you don't someone, have to say names. No, no. <laughs> recently, I had someone say, "I want to see you six days a week. Um, I <laughs> want to work out twice a day, so once by myself, once with you." What? Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "I want to get a small waist, big butt." That's not and how you do it, though. Exactly. No <laughs> one, like, a lot of these girls have no idea. They see people on social media. Is
0: that all? Do you think it's the perception thing? It's social because media. Because of the way for social media, especially for girls, trainers, a lot of them don't show what they're supposed to show? Exactly. Yeah. It's,
1: it's lack of education. And everyone just wants a big butt, small waist. Mm. And they don't care how it, they get there until they start training. They're like, okay, hey, this is too much. Are they... So.
0: Yeah, is there, like, a gap between, like, the want and then, like, what they'll actually do for it, too? Yeah. Because I find with some, I don't train a lot of females, but I have been approached, and a lot of the times it's, I want to look like this, but then I tell them, oh, you're going to have to lift heavy, and you're going to have to mm-hmm. do this and this, and they kind of get mm-hmm. turned off a bit. Cause
1: it's... A lot of women, too, they are scared to lift weights just because mm-hmm. they feel like they're going to look like a man right and it doesn't work like that no it doesn't it really doesn't because like if i were to look like how i how much i lift i would be huge (laughs) yeah i would would be so huge yeah so yeah i try to educate them like no to get to your goal you need to build some lean tissue right yeah so like building muscle Mm and i say lean tissue now just because muscle isn't is a little bit more scary yeah
0: you just use different wording i just use different wording softer for them Mm -hmm. Yeah. um Do they have a hard time getting their head around the concepts of how to change their body because of the education that they've had? Yeah. Like,
1: for women, it's a lot harder because to tell them realistically what it takes to Mm -hmm. train and people say, okay, what did you do to get there? I'm like, okay, well, realistically, I went through hell (laughs) when I trained, you know? Yeah. And even for myself, like... I'm at uh, that point where I'm. I was injured for so long, mm-hmm. off for so long. Yeah, you're just so I'm not that point revamping. where I'm just like, damn, this is actually hard to get back into. Yeah, you
0: know, So well, that probably helps you with clients too, having done it, but also going back through it so you can see mm-hmm. and kind of see what they're at, where they're at, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And like, it's for trainers. It's important to practice what you preach. Yeah, because then you don't. You can kind of be more empathetic for your clients. Of course, you're like, you okay, understand it. You feel it. I understand it, what you, you're know. going through.
0: Yeah, it's hard for people in fitness, too, because they always, they're good at it, usually, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's trying to, you can't, oh, especially if you're a powerlifter or mm-hmm. bodybuilder, it's hard for you to think, like, the regular person, because you actually like it. Yeah, that's, but.
1: yeah, that's, so, yeah, women, I get a lot of female clients, and yes, their approach to training is not realistic. A lot
0: of them. Do they just think they have to do a lot more than necessary, like frequency-wise, as opposed to intensity of the weight?
1: Yeah, they feel like... So they, they want to do a cardio. lot of workouts? Yeah, a lot of... Like, they just want to overtrain to get to the goal that they do want. Do
0: they try to cut down on their eating a lot as well? No. No? No. The, but it's usually just, I, wanna, I think I need to exercise my face off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty
1: huh. much. Like, literally, I've had a lot of women say, I'm eating... twice as much more or three times more so i can get fat to and then do a lot of cardio so that their butt is already big yeah like (laughs) i'm telling you like i've i've heard it all trust me it it, Hmm. the mentality is different when it comes to women because they see a lot of these thick skinny women on social media so they feel like they have to get uh big and then get small again and then some of that's genetics yeah yeah they
0: body. don't realize that though no yeah see I train a lot of the lifter bodybuilders so I don't really it's different do experience this as much even if it is a girl they're usually mm-hmm. especially powerlifter girls are just like mm-hmm. they get a little bit differently
1: and I don't even want to promote weight loss anymore because just it's just a controversial thing to to, ad, to advertise as a trainer you know mm. like
0: I mean really what you're looking for is fat loss yeah exactly it's just people will view it as weight loss because they don't mm-hmm. quite understand but
1: yeah People get scared because then they look at the scale, and then the is heavier, but then their inches are smaller, so they're confused,
0: you know. Yeah, girls, it's just um, a lot of people, even some guys, have the mindset on the scale, right? Mm-hmm. It's just you gotta view it a little bit differently than what you know most people will view it as. Um. So yeah, that's the next question. Um, powerlifting and bodybuilding. Why did you even decide to do that?
1: So I'm a competitive person. So I actually didn't know anything about those sports until someone told me about it. True. So where I used to work, my first job, a friend um, was training his client to do powerlifting. And mind you, I'm working at this gym at the front desk and I've never actually lifted weights. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm watching them, I'm like, okay. And then I was dating some guy at the time so everyone's working out, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try this, and he's like, "Oh, Lisa, I bet you can't lift this," which was like <laughs> 135. Actually, no, not even 155 on the bar for a deadlift. Yeah. So I, although I struggled, I lifted off the ground. Nice. Right? And then he's like, "Holy, like, you actually did that!" And I swear to God, the next day my back was broken. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I felt nice. Like I felt the competitive nature come mm-hmm. back because I'm just like, now I gotta lift heavier than his client. Yeah. And I work at this gym. So I started working out with the guys. And I think that's another reason why I pushed myself even harder. My first time working out was with guys.
0: So they're not holding back.
1: Yeah, they're not. So I would be able to bench uh, 25s on the bar. And then they'll be like, okay, let's go heavier. And I added like... 30s on the bar, and then I pushed it. And then guys were like completely amazed that the skinny girl could lift, yeah, you just kind of took to it,
0: yeah, kind of naturally.
1: I didn't know nothing about deloading, or just <laughs> I just lifted every <laughs> I overtrained, but yeah, that's what got me into powerlifting. And I came, I went to her first meet, and I just loved the environment, everyone yep. was just. Hyping up everyone, it was a positive environment. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know what? I want to do a powerlifting meet. Yeah. So I came to Forge. Yeah. And I did my first meet here, and then Mike met me. Uh-huh. It's funny because like his first time meeting me to sign up for the competition, he tried to sell me a package <laughs> right off the bat. That's Mike. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I already I work at a gym. I don't need to get a gym membership. Yeah. And then, or a trainer. Or, or a trainer because I work at a gym. Yeah. So then. I did my powerlifting me and I attempted to do the national record for bench. Yep. And I tied it, but then I didn't I, I didn't pass it pretty much. Yeah. I tied it. Yep. So everyone was like giving me rave like a lot of reviews saying like you did a great job, like that's mm-hmm. amazing. And then Mike was like come to my gym, like you'll love it here. Yeah. So I did go into the peer pressure. I said okay, whatever. Like yeah. everyone's strong. Yeah. So I came here, um, and pretty much just, I just loved the environment. Everyone was just supportive, mm-hmm. made a lot of friends. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to have a separate life from my everyday life. Yeah, or you could just Which is go. why I came to Forge, because yeah. I wanted to have it's away from different. everything. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like a great mental boost for me. Yep. Yeah. And then eventually Mike was just like, you actually have a great physique. You should try to do bodybuilding and <laughs> I was just like I like eating food. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> but then I went through a breakup at that time yep. so I was just like feeling insecure or whatever. So you wanted to So look I was good. like you know what I'm, like, I'm going to do this and the competitive nature was like I'm going to show you guys that what I can, I can do. do. Yep. So then that's what I did. I did that. I placed third at my first competition and went to nationals after that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I pretty much got told into doing stuff <laughs> or yeah are, like, convinced into doing something
0: well for a lot of people that is kind of yeah. how it works right
1: mm-hmm.
0: especially with this sport it's not those are not easy sports to do or like even get into yeah For a lot of people
1: i'm just happy like i was exposed to different people and that's like a great way of networking you can yep. get exposed to different people in different environments right? mm.
0: are you gonna you go back more. to it
1: I want to. That's like the biggest mental <laughs> mental block for me right now. Like, 2020 has been different. Uh, different. Yeah. yeah, it's been a struggle. But oh, yeah. Going into the new year, I am I am putting my mind to training seriously. So that's good. I have a lot of goals things planned. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, which do you prefer to compete in, bodybuilding or powerlifting?
1: <sighs> that's a hard thing to answer because they're completely opposites. They are <laughs> powerlifting. I, I want to say powerlifting over bodybuilding because I like being strong,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's not the healthiest sport. Well, both of them aren't. They're not healthy. They're either, both though. not. That see, it's hard <laughs> to answer because like they're completely different. You can't be yeah. the strongest person in bodybuilding, and you can't be the best looking person, the skinniest person in. Yeah, it
0: depends on how far you take them too, right? That's the thing.
1: That's yeah, and I I was never a person that wanted to take drugs, so I will never be no like kind of like kind of like that. That will never happen. But
0: yeah, Eh, there's still a lot you can do without them. So
1: yeah, exactly. But I like I said, I want to be I want to be strong and look good. So Hmm. I I can't pick one over the other.
0: No, yeah, it's just how far you want to take either one, right? Because at a certain point. You, you're going to You got to sacrifice one or the other. Yeah, you have to. Everyone thinks you can do both, but...
1: That's what I thought, and
0: yeah, I pushed it too hard. It didn't go so good. <laughs> so yeah, no. Yeah, so, so yeah. what injuries did you get from powerlifting?
1: Powerlifting?
0: Or both. Let's say trying to do both. Because I did both. Yeah, trying to do both and My mistake is,
1: as an athlete, or to everyone who's a client, who has a coach, personal trainer, listen to them, because... I saw Dr. Rob, Mike, a bunch of other people. Yeah,
0: had some really good coaches. Yeah,
1: I have I had great coaches, and I just wanted to be strong, and I didn't care how I got there. Yeah. To a certain extent, like, athletes can get away with doing things wrong.
0: Depending on how depends. strong you are, how good you are. Yeah,
1: it depends on the sport, and depends. But, like, for me, I always did a reverse grip when I deadlifted. Yeah. So I over-tightened one side, and yeah. it wasn't... So I, I created a lot of imbalances that showed in bodybuilding, mm-hmm. which I wanted to correct because of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I somehow I developed piriformis syndrome, which is a rare condition. Mm. Uh, so I got piriformis syndrome. Um, I injured my back, my low back, my QL was too was spasming, yeah. spasming all the time, which it still does mm-hmm. to this day. Um, ribs. The intercostal muscles of, for my ribs are jacked up in the yeah, whole torso. Like everything's Your just whole very core is jacked stiff. up. Stiff. Yeah. yeah. And I like I used to do wrestling, so I was a little bit more flexible, mm-hmm. a lot more movements, more functional movements yeah. to a sport that's very rigid, stiff. Yeah,
0: you're not used to the stiffness.
1: Yeah, so I got super stiff. And yeah, I just didn't do a lot of mobilizations. Mm-hmm. I got super stiff. So that's how I got injured for powerlifting. Yep. Yeah. And then bodybuilding kind of ex- exacerbated all my symptoms
0: because it's a sport where you just build muscle. Lots of muscle, and I, really... and I build
1: tissue yeah. like yeah. tissue quickly. So but the
0: muscle doesn't really get used.
1: Yeah, so it's,
0: so it's a little stiffer.
1: Yeah, I and for me, when I was in my peak week, that's when everything was exacerbated because when like I'm you're depleted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's when it. I had to stop. I, it was stressful. I was crying because I was I felt so much pain when yep. I didn't move. Yeah. I wake up in pain, go to sleep in pain. Like, yep. Yeah. Especially because bad. you're in a
0: peak, your yeah. your body. Is there yeah. anything you would have done differently looking back, or you would have probably just done the same thing?
1: Honestly, I could have done both. I would say I could have done both. Yeah. Still, but I would have focused on my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I would have did a lot of mobility stretching yeah everything i had to do for to recover mm-hmm. um definitely sleep was a hard thing so i would have slept more yeah so i feel like i could have gotten away by training in both sports mm-hmm. if i did take all the advice yeah from do
0: you think you sh- should have slowed down a little bit when you look back on it maybe doing a longer term approach or just kind of just it is what it is
1: i don't know if it's just because of my genetics but i feel like I guess I could have done it, but if I listened to the advices. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I screwed myself over by not taking in, like, you need to properly sl- You need to take, you need to sleep yeah. to recover. You got to eat properly. Yep. You got to see Dr. Rob <laughs> for yeah. these injuries or mm-hmm. whatever. See Verlene for a massage. Yep. Like, I should have did all of that stuff. Yeah. Right, so it really depends, because, like, my mindset at the time would have allowed me to push right so Mm -hmm. like and I did I actually studied up on like athletes that get injured so like LeBron who like tear the Achilles tendon versus like an everyday person and there's studies that show like your mindset can definitely alter how you recover too yeah of course
0: if you have a good mindset you can definitely heal and recover a lot better than you can if you're just like "Mm I
1: don't want to do shit I definitely feel like I could have done at all Mm -hmm. if I did it took the advices from everyone that knew more than me (laughs) so yeah that's fair yeah
0: I mean people are younger it's hard for them to fully grasp around it young Um, athletes are stubborn yep very stubborn Uh, what advice do you have for like younger females in particular want to get into strength training like powerlifting bodybuilding like is it you find it's harder for females to get into it Um, do you think it's a little easier nowadays than it was before
1: I think it's easier now, yeah. for sure, when it comes to athletic training. Yeah. because um, I've done a wide range of sports, so like wrestling mm-hmm. that was banned for females <laughs> for a lot of schools actually. Yeah. Now I see girls do wrestling.
0: And it's not like even thought about it. Yeah,
1: anymore. like there's like a couple schools that are still sexist, but like <laughs> the industry is still sexist. Yes but it's more welcoming to women and now they're finding that women bring more to the table Mm -hmm. than we that they used to look at us in the past so as a young woman going in the industry I feel like you have to just follow your heart do what Mm -hmm. you think is right for yourself don't allow others to peer pressure you into doing something like drugs if that's not what you're into you know don't follow those kind of trends just to be seen Mm -hmm. you know or just because someone tells you to yeah because someone tells you to I personally never took all that Mm -hmm. advice right yeah I always did what I needed to do if you're uncomfortable in a gym leave Uh you know just find something better as it sounds easier than done but Mm -hmm. just do it like yes it's definitely a different industry um you'll you'll go far if you just follow your heart Mm -hmm. and study and look at it
0: and in terms of like them wanting to get into working out like let's say this a regular like girl that wants to work out mm-hmm. um, what would they what would you what would you advice be to them especially if like they're timid about like even just going to a gym like how do you even, how would you even start
1: for me because I'm an introvert I mm-hmm. would say work out with your friends yeah people that you know familiar faces mm-hmm. um, and just in, introduce yourself that way like go to a gym with your friends take classes yeah um, and then just build relationships with trainers that you can mm-hmm. trust, you know? Yeah. And find a trainer that you feel has a similar mindset to you. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the worst thing you can do is, like, train with someone that has a different goal for you than you have yeah. for
0: yourself. Yeah, or you don't even know what your goal is and they just assign it to and you. They give it to you, yeah. yeah That's the worst thing. Like, oh, okay, I'm just going to do what you tell me to do.
1: Yeah. Because, like, as trainers, like, we learn um, not to push someone into doing something that they don't want to, do because they're not going to do it in you know. no yeah
0: if you're a good trainer and you've been around for a while yeah. you kind of learn that
1: um, gotta work with them oh yeah
0: you gotta definitely work with the client figure out what the goal is mm-hmm. um in terms of I guess um advice like for female trainers or female fitness entrepreneurs like how would you like what would you tell them and like working in a very male dominated obvious industry mm-hmm. um what would you kind of advise to them on how to kind of work through that um what kind of things did you struggle with
1: honestly although it's technically a male-dominated industry mm-hmm. like women are still going to be more geared to work with women yeah of course so like don't stress about your competition mm-hmm. like <laughs> i'm having my fingers up. Yeah. uh don't worry about your competition because there's gonna always be clients there yeah
0: i've seen that in the commercial gyms i worked at yeah because we have like one female trainer but then everyone's asking for it yeah. and there's like 10 male trainers and we're all fighting for every single client we can get.
1: Yeah. So, you have the advantage because you are a female. You're yep. going to get female clients. That's a very good way to look at it. A lot
0: of people don't look at it that way.
1: Yeah. I At my gym, like, there is only two girls. There's two yeah. of us. And everyone wanted to come to us, but we were overbooked. Of course. Right? Because they didn't want a male trainer. Or, mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't be stressed because of that. Um, and like I said, network. That's the most important thing yep. your network is your net worth so if you if you meet people that are like-minded mm. you're going to have that mindset you're yep. going to be more ambitious because you have those people around you mm-hmm. right so yeah don't surround yourself around negative people people who have a nasty way of thinking towards your yep. clients yeah you know, that's going to definitely alter your way of thinking
0: yeah there's a lot of that out there with the fitness industry (laughs) we know that (laughs) yeah we definitely do
1: yeah past co-workers like you you learn you definitely learn and just don't suck anyone or kiss anyone's butt you know yeah just do what you think is right Mm -hmm. and you'll go far
0: i think that's true of pretty much anything you do in life not Mm -hmm. just training and such and such but yeah no that's actually very good advice it's Mm -hmm. a different way of looking at it a lot of female trainers or a lot of people I think hate on the fitness industry at times about the fact that it's not inclusive enough, Mm -hmm. but they don't really realize that sometimes they might actually have an advantage Mm -hmm. that they don't look at it that way.
1: And that might, my mindset changed because I've worked in two different locations and I've been in the industry for over five years. Yep. Um, And I've learned that you can't just kiss someone's butt in every situation because it's going to, turn around bite you in the butt no. in the edge, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like, you gotta do what's right for you. Yep. And if it you believe in out. yourself, people are gonna believe in you.
0: Yeah, it'll play out. Yeah. People will come to you. The like-minded people, mm-hmm. whatever that is, whatever you do, will kind of follow mm-hmm.
1: you. Put yourself into uncomfortable situations yep. meeting new people.
0: Yeah, and then they'll kind of...
1: Yeah, because if I didn't come to Forge, I literally wouldn't, probably not become an RMT or go to school for a massage therapy. Probably not. Because I wouldn't have me met like dr rob yeah
0: really yeah so. and everyone else so. yeah yeah there's a lot to that as well like you, it's definitely very much like you opened up a different kind of thing there where it's like yeah, who do you be around and how does that affect yeah you mm-hmm. right and then also just being yourself because mm-hmm. everyone if you have a good product people will
1: mm-hmm. generally
0: follow but i think in fitness a lot of people worry about how they're perceived yeah especially if you work at a bigger gym the way you're taught to do things kind of works towards that it's like hey you're gonna be the expert in this Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we want you to be Mm -hmm. and you're gonna talk like this because that's what we want you to talk like and you're gonna Mm -hmm. sell for us in this manner
1: yeah it's that. like that's why i'm thankful that i worked in two completely opposite kinds of Mm gym like a gym that's in a warehouse yeah like small yeah to a corporation like a company like you know where we work yeah know, completely different yeah. you know and I went from being able to do paperwork seeing all the behind the scenes to Same. working for yeah a gym like that where I'm giving clients to yeah. have that upscale kind of mm-hmm. lifestyle feel. Yeah, yeah that feel like I've i'm glad that i had the, that experience because now i can see okay you, that that wasn't necessary for this gym to do or this gym could have done this differently yeah right there's a whole
0: bunch of different things you can see mm-hmm. when you go into those different environments
1: mm-hmm. it's great like you learn from different people and then if you want to expand out on your own mm-hmm. you have an idea what worked for one and didn't work for the other
0: yep so, yeah there's a lot of different things you can give and take um i guess being a freelance trainer Mm-hmm. At, the, at this point now, like, how, like, what is your vision for that? Like, what are you trying to accomplish?
1: So, in a great world, <laughs> if everything, this stuff wasn't happening, yeah, um, I'd have a facility, um, when i have done school for a massage, mm-hmm. I want to have, like, both the clinic, so I want to have the passive and active therapy. Yeah. So I want to have the clinical setting in the gym. Okay. Right? So, so that's my goal in the end is be able to educate clients on what they need to know mm, so and they should know so they can prevent or lower the risk of injury. Yeah. Like me, right? While they're training. While um, they're training. Yeah. You know, and that's what Dr. Rob and Mike did for me and, yeah. and even you. Yeah. Like I'm educated now, but like they were educating me through the process and saying, like, mm. if you're doing this, it's going to cause this. So you, you need
0: know? to do this. Yeah, to prevent so that's what I
1: want to have it. In my clinic, you yeah. know, or my gym.
0: Yeah, so like a multidisciplinary, almost, but not exactly.
1: Yeah, not exactly, but, you know, you're learning while yep. you're training, mm.
0: so. Or you're getting treated, and then you're working back mm-hmm. to actual real function in the gym kind mm-hmm. of deal? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's what my goal is um, as a freelance trainer. And, like, I have my own business, so. Yeah. It's definitely a different outlook mm-hmm. on... Having a business or being an employee, you're just like wow, it's a lot of work. Yeah,
0: what's so. the difference for you?
1: What's the difference? So coming from a gym where they would just give me clients, and like I said, because mm. I'm a female, I would just get a lot of female clients. So it's very so easy. I didn't have to work that hard. To yeah, so
0: you never had to experience the whole
1: no grind
0: of the client game. No, yeah.
1: I did. I yeah, I did not have to work hard. And like with the gym before. I built a presence from doing boot camp. Yeah. So people would just request me. So you never train. really had to
0: do the inquiry, never. prospect, not even, I don't even like calling it prospecting, yeah. but just client gain, I call it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I never had to do that. Um, but now I definitely have to reach out and advertise, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. show what my, not, like my skills, my credentials, and make people, like, more aware of who I am and what I'm trying to build. Yep. And, like, I'm yeah so it's a it's a major difference for me in that way where I have to actually reach out and advertise. oh yeah that's a big it's big, a big, big difference, difference but it's been working well like I said like if you network well you, you people spread the word yeah this issue where it's through. based off of um, referrals right so yeah,
0: referrals word of mouth results mm-hmm. um, also being active I yeah. find too. like I always have to follow up a lot
1: yeah Hundred percent. So that's a major difference, and then the amount of money I'm spending into my <laughs> my business is like <laughs> people say I want to be entrepreneur but don't want to spend the money to become one. Yeah, so.
0: this is the expenses, but also the time. Yeah. Um. So do you find because a lot of trainers think that when they quit the gym, and I think you can spend less time, but that's if you just do freelance mm-hmm. and you don't really care about growing it to anything else, you yeah. just function. But I found for me, I spent more time, which is actually unreasonably possible because I was already spending so much like 18 time. hours in the gym mm-hmm. but I'm still spending that much time maybe even more but it's, it's more
1: time but I feel because our passion is there is better it's not, yeah because yeah. I felt it when I worked for someone else like yeah, well, I dreaded well you also <laughs> see how much else they bill yeah.
0: versus how much you take right that's a big
1: Yeah, like for you, like I know how much money you made that company, but like Yeah, no.
0: I I made them
1: <laughs> too much money. Yeah, I was setting
0: records left, right and center and I wasn't getting anything out of it.
1: Yeah, so it I it's it's more work but then I'm not I don't hate working like I yeah. did before. Like I dreaded working for Well, school.
0: yeah, it's it's the same for me. It's work but it's it's what you like to do mm-hmm. and you're not being told to do it. I I can take a day off if I want to. Mm-hmm. Like no one's stopping me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's a lack of human connection when when you're working for a big company like that cuz they don't they forget you're human and that you're yeah. going through stuff, right? Yep. So and thankfully your clients do, right? Oh, yeah, but they, if your client understands but then the company's like, "No, you need to be here." You know. You're yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah.
0: It doesn't really matter. And I think too you can do a little I find I can do a little bit better with clients when I have when it's my own thing, and I can pick how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You're also, I think you're just more motivated.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like right now, with um, training by myself, I find that I found that passion that Mm -hmm. I had in the beginning. Yeah. And like you said, I'm more motivated. So now I'm just like, okay, what can I do next? So I already have ideas for spring and the summer that I can do because I have my setting at my house, right? So. Yeah, I have a lot of things, but hopefully, like the pandemic doesn't continue to like mess everything up. Yeah. So,
0: but even then, I think that allows you to just yeah do it right.
1: More creativity for sure. Yeah. Because like even with, with school with RMTs, um, like massage therapy is something that's underrated. Yeah people aren't educated well i well think enough. you just rub people yeah that's, that's it not what we do at <laughs> all like and it's happened at school like literally we have to ban people because people come in thinking like oh can i get a you know and then we're like no this is not the kind of like well i didn't <laughs> mean that but no well that's that's, <laughs> that's what the... they actually think yeah. I, I
0: just i meant rubbing but like you know just yeah. like like putting pressure and like massaging but like for like like there's like regular massage and then there's like a the real massage, massage yeah.
1: is, like different techniques that we use uh massage can help with a lot of conditions people don't realize yep. there's a lot of assessment based treatment so like what you would get from a chiro or a physiotherapist Physio. actually my orthopedic assessment teacher he's a therapist, um a pt he's a physiotherapist yep. and he was just like flabbergasted when he first got into the program because she's just like well your your scope of practice is better than mine like yeah it's just like you guys can do so much more like if i knew this i wouldn't become yeah people don't
0: know that right
1: yeah they don't know like we can do acupuncture we can do a lot of things Mm -hmm.
0: do you guys do a lot of movement based stuff as well or is it just on the table work
1: no a lot of movement based because a
0: lot of like i guess the perception isn't even for me like some i've had some rnts that do a lot of other work Mm -hmm. but a lot of them they kind of treat like okay what do you want me to work on yeah. Lie down. Okay. Massage. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're done. I Which think is fine, but... It's
1: our fault, too, like, for RMTs. It's their fault for doing that for so long.
0: But I think it depends on the client and what they want as well, right? Because I might come in... Like, because I'll usually do my own rehab work, but I might come in to someone just to work on, mm-hmm. like, a hamstring or mm-hmm. back, right? That's mm-hmm. different, but I find a lot of people, they just... Oh, I just want to get a massage. Mm-hmm. Okay, loosen up this. Okay, but like, why even is it for tight? for my
1: friend, that just became... Tea. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to just give someone a relaxation massage or yeah. deep tissue. He yeah. didn't he like refused to do that. And, like, he got shut down by different places, but when he finally was allowed to do be that thing. therapist yeah. that would assess and treat specific So, basically, that, you almost
0: work like a physio, but you're not. Yeah. yeah. The,
1: even that, yeah. Like, he's just like, Like this is what my school practice allows me to do. And mm-hmm. he's like, for us to be able to break down those barriers, we have to start putting our foot down yeah. so that we can be respected in the community. Yeah. Right? So, it's because, like, like for so long... Uh, massage therapists would be doing that like used to be do that spa treatment Mm -hmm. style of like massage people just only expect that you know so like insurance companies didn't know they still don't know what massage therapists do you know which is crazy to me because it's just like wow like there's so much that we are allowed to do you know
0: yeah but at least it's built under insurance so there's some
1: benefits to that yeah there's that too it's just because like i i had i heard a story where um, this guy got into a car accident and yep. went to a massage therapist for a treatment, and the insurance company denied it because you're like, yep. well, if you're really injured, why, you why are you getting a, yeah. An RMT? Yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah. So it, there's a lot that I've I forgot the question at this point. <laughs> just yeah, babbling. I did too.
0: <laughs> I think that's that's pretty much. Yeah, you you answered the question. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is anymore. But,
1: well, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm just grateful to know, have this knowledge where I can now, mm-hmm. in my own um, company, when I'm registered, I can now promote that style of treatment instead mm-hmm. of the people thinking it's just like a relaxation lifestyle. Yeah,
0: and you can kind of do what you want because you're your own thing, own unless boss, you work yeah. for a clinic or something, but yeah, I don't think you're planning on doing that, but...
1: We'll see what the future holds. Yeah, that's fair. We'll see.
0: All right, well, that was actually all we had and it was very good having you on lisa it's definitely a different outlook and perspective Mm -hmm. so i hope people actually enjoyed it um and yeah that's that's it for this episode
1: great (laughs) thank you
0: (laughs) all right